Do you set yourself New Year's resolutions? If so, how often do you actually stick to them? It seems as though a lot of us don't follow through with those big goals we set ourselves at the beginning of each year. Dr Joe Lukens, our resident psychology expert, is here for our final Mindful Monday of the year and is going to share some ways you can set yourself up for a successful year without failing, like many of us do. Good morning, Dr Joe. Good morning, Susan. Good to be here. Yes, and the last, our last Mindful Monday for the year. So we've all set res- New Year's resolutions in the past or at least maybe thought about it, but how many of us don't follow through on them? More of us than you might think. In fact, if you manage to stick to your New Year's resolutions, well done, superhuman effort because you are actually in the minority. We know about the figures sit at around 16% of people actually stick with their New Year's resolutions. And if you want to date in your mind, if you haven't got it firmly in place by about the 21st of January, you may as well hang around till next year and to reset them again. Because what we find is, like you said, people set them, Mm. think about them, but they don't actually set themselves up for success around their resolutions. Yes, it's like the ultimate start Monday kind of thing. (laughs) It is, it is. And it's funny, isn't it? There's this this social obligation that many people feel. Mm. They talk about the end of the year and the start of the new one. So it's interesting how we think about it. And that's part of the reason that that we're not successful with them. So if we shouldn't be doing it, what should we be doing instead? I think that's the challenge with it is that if you're going to do it, you need to do it well. There's a reason why... When we don't have those changes in our lives already and spending a bit of time thinking about that, almost doing a little bit of a personal audit, if you mm. like. If you want to be doing more exercise, then the first question to ask yourself is why are you currently not doing that? So I think that's probably one of the reasons the resolutions don't work so well. Interestingly, a lot of people attribute it to their own laziness. I don't think that's what it is. Mm. I think people don't necessarily set realistic resolutions. There's no accountability. People often don't track them particularly well. So there's a range of reasons why we fail. And so that's why sometimes for a lot of people looking for alternatives is a better way to go. What are some of the things we blame our failures on? We typically blame our failures on ourselves. We say, I'm just not motivated enough or I'm too lazy or I'm too set in my ways, those sorts of things. And I think we need to be a little bit kinder to ourselves. Some of those things I mentioned before about accountability and being realistic about it. But it's also about If you're going to make changes, you really have to spend some time planning what that's going to look like. Sometimes we're a bit unsure about whether or not we're going to be successful. So a little Mm. bit of self-doubt can Mm. creep in. And then we don't always, we're not always clear as to why we want to make those changes. So there's a range of reasons why people don't typically follow through on year's resolutions. Yeah. What can we do instead? There's a range of things that we can do instead. And I like some of these ideas because I think they're a little more forgiving than the news Mm. resolutions. And they take the pressure off us with the idea that we've got to have this ambitious goal that lasts for the year. I like a a a looking forward list. So there's some interesting research that suggests that people actually are happier when they anticipate a holiday than even necessarily when they're on it. So that planning phase and looking forward to a holiday. So the same thing happens with our travelling through the year. One of the things that's beneficial for us is to to have a few things mapped out through the year that you're looking forward to and imagining what that future is going to be like. That's motivating in and of itself and that gets us closer then to better decisions. What about setting smaller goals are great. I've got this little mantra that I, I often say to myself, which is little by little, a little becomes a lot. So One of the things that you can do there 
is you can set yourself a one-month challenge or a 30-day challenge, which is roughly your month. So you might pick out a behaviour. And what I would say here is pick out a really small behaviour, nothing huge and grandiose. So it might be about bringing your lunch to work. And you might declare that you're going to do that every day that you go to work for the mm-hmm. month. And the reason why that works, and, and I've used that example there, but it could be anything. It could be about following a bedtime routine or learning a new word each day or even making your bed every day. The interesting thing with humans is that when we do one little thing consistently, there's a little bit of a feel-good factor that comes with that. And I liken it to the stone in the pond. So it ripples out. And what you start to do is pay more attention to other behaviours. So you've really got to start small and be small with it but if you can imagine if you pick 12 small behaviors and had one each month that you were working on by the end of the year you've changed 12 things about yourself but that's really rewarding and reinforcing and I think you actually get a lot of benefits from doing things like that. A couple of years ago I had I said my goal for the year was going to be saying yes to more things what do you think about those sorts of concepts where it's like you say a little thing but it's setting a theme for yourself for the year. Yeah, I do like themes and the saying yes for a year. And I'd be curious to know how you came out of that at the end of the year. It wasn't quite like the Jim Carrey movie. I think there was a Jim Carrey movie along those lines, but it wasn't quite like that, but it just incentivized me to actually make that proactive choice. Yeah, that's right. And Mm. there's lots of good reasons why you might do that. So saying yes to everything creates new opportunities for yourself Mm. and other people listening might want to say no to more things. So you could go either way, but anything like that or having even a one word theme for the year, sometimes you see people that will do that so they might say my word for the year is shine or action or restore whatever it is and put that up around you so you can see it and just think about that theme in relation to what you're doing and that can also prompt us to make some really helpful behaviors and actions for ourselves. And what about a mission statement? I see that's one of the recommendations or an idea that you could have a look at. I I think that's a great idea that a lot of organisations, if you go into lots of organisations, will have their mission statement somewhere and hopefully the staff will know what it is and and it's done and delivered well. But we can do that for ourselves personally. And I guess what you're really answering the question to is, what does the best version of me look like? Mm. Now, notice that I'm not saying what is the perfect version of Mm. me because let's not set ourselves up for failure. There is no perfect version of any of us. But what does my best self look like? My best self might look like I get enough sleep and I, I eat some healthy food and I spend time with people that I love. If you write that personal mission for yourself, then it really helps you to set boundaries about what you will do and the things that you won't do. Tracking and measuring. Yes, tracking and measuring is great. And I don't know if anyone's ever kept a food diary, but one of the best ways to instantly improve your food intake is just to keep a record of what you're doing. If we don't know what we're doing, then we can't potentially change it. The interesting thing with a food diary, we see the same thing with a, an exercise diary as well, just by the fact of being more mindful about what you're doing mm. tends to make you change your behaviour. Do I really want that piece of banana bread and have to write it down or will I maybe go for the banana in, instead? Yes. So we do know that tracking and measuring keep keeps us accountable. And that's why a lot of people who do a lot of regular exercise use some of the fitness apps and there's a gazillion out Mm. there. But those are really helpful because they keep you accountable, they keep you on track and you can see your progress and feel good about what you've been doing. Yeah, it's like getting that own little motivation or you can compete against your friends and that sort of stuff. Absolutely. 
How important is it that we either tell people about it or have that have them up on the board? Some people have a vision board or something like that. How important is it to communicate that, whether it's externally or just making sure you have something there to remind yourself yeah. of those goals? Great question. It makes a big difference. So there's some good evidence base that shows that writing your goals down and sharing them if you choose to is a useful thing to do. Now, it might it doesn't mean that you need to put it up on social media, but you might choose mm. to if that helps keep you accountable. Yeah. But it's Certainly sharing it with someone that you care about or setting a goal with a friend, but definitely writing your goals down. That's certainly what I do with professional athletes is so you can track it and record it and then go back and review those over time and be kind to yourself when you do that review. Maybe kindness is your theme for next year. Maybe it is. <laughs> Dr. Joe Lukens, thank you so much for your time. Our final Mindful Monday for the year. Thank you, Susan.